If you're going to ask questions about the team, perhaps you could ask questions like, how do you feel about our team's current direction? What are your concerns about as we move forward? Is there anyone on the team that needs something they're not asking? Who on the team has been doing a great job lately? Who do you think doesn't get enough credit? These questions have been gold to me and my team members as we've talked about this, because it gives them a chance to highlight the other work that other people are doing or to express concern to me about the way the team is going and giving me some suggestions as how to make it better. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their team members get on the same page. But really more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email or Slack or Microsoft Teams. It digs into the nitty gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. Today, we're gonna talk about asking questions and how you can ask questions that you would never or maybe even could never ask. So my question is this, what would it be like if we asked our team members or managers the questions we really wanna ask? Not the ones we're supposed to ask, but the ones we really wanna ask. And if they could think about those answers before answering them, what would that conversation look like? Well, you know, we live in such an interesting world. Anonymous people write horrible things to other people all the time. I remember years ago, I wrote a personal web post on the fact that, hey, quote unquote, there are people out there. When you write things, people can get hurt. And these people say things they wouldn't dare say in a face-to-face conversation, but under the cover of an avatar and maybe an alias, they can rant and rage and virtually have no consequences to their personal reputation or maybe even their bodily safety. They can say whatever they want. And that's one of the negative sides of the technological capabilities we have and the fact that everybody really is a publisher. But technology isn't all bad. There's also a positive side. And we hope that we represent that with Uptick. One of my favorite features that we have is something called DEX. And this is how we talk about DEX on our website. We say, DEX are a collection of questions that are organized by topic and they're curated by Uptick. Each time you meet, Uptick automatically shuffles in a new question from a deck you've chosen. Having new, thought-provoking questions each week helps keep the conversation relevant and fresh. Instead of spending your time brainstorming different questions or manually updating your one-on-ones, you can focus on what really matters, having a great conversation with your team member. Now, this is something that is so important to me personally because I've often had as many as 14 people that have reported to me. And there's no way if I wanted to have a meaningful one-on-one that I could go in and customize new questions. And if you've had one-on-ones for any period of time, you know that after you've asked the same question week after week after week, you know, you might get a paragraph the first time you ask it. You might get a sentence the second time you ask it. You might get a word or two the third time you ask it. And after that, People just stop asking it because it's just not relevant anymore. So each week, Dex produces a new question for you on your one-on-one. Now, that sounds pretty cool, but it's not super revolutionary, right? Well, maybe it is. Because earlier this month, I asked a woman who was using Uptick if she understood how to use Dex. She said, I do understand Dex, and I think the questions are amazing. The conversations that come from them are the type that would never happen. How can you just randomly ask someone if there's a gap in their department or in their knowledge? Or does that team member have any obstacle that's challenging them from doing a great job? Or how did they come to get into this role anyway? She said, whoever came up with this idea is brilliant. And it wasn't me, so I can acknowledge that. And obviously had a lot of underlying needs to talk about their job and career, but didn't know how to approach it. Way to go. And 
as you can imagine, I was really excited to read this because this is why we created Dex. It speaks to our passion to improve relationships between managers and their teams and make work a great place to be. But whether or not you use Uptick to facilitate your one-on-ones, I want to give you some tips today to have exactly the kind of conversations that will have a transformational impact on your team. Okay, so the first thing is obvious, and if you've listened to our podcast before, you know exactly what I'm going to say. Start with regular meetings. Okay, you might be saying, well, what does that have to do with asking great questions? Okay, glad you asked. (laughs) It's been my experience that the most important prerequisites for having great conversations is familiarity and proximity. You know, I'm a parent of four kids, and uh, some people say, well, quality time is better than quantity time, and that's just baloney you got to have quantity time to get to the quality because it's in those conversations, those unexpected moments will happen. So I don't go into a one-on-one and say, okay, this is going to have a seismic shift in the relationship between my team member and me. But we get into a conversation, something happens, and all of a sudden we're talking about real stuff, and it's amazing. So having those regular meetings where they know they're going to have your ear, they're going to be listened to, they're going to be respected, When they have that meeting, they know that this is a place eventually that I can bring some things up. Sure, it's possible that you can get someone to open up if you're having a meeting once a quarter, but usually those are venting meetings, things that they've pent up over time and now they just want to talk about it. But this is not the kind of transparency that you're looking for. It's not the kind of things that build great relationships and build great teams. By having regular meetings, you're slowly building the relationship. Over time, as you get to know each other, Your questions can be more specific, maybe even a little risky, because the trust you built in your relationship can support it. Now, if you're a manager now, you might not remember the stress you first felt when you started having meetings with your own manager. Well, I do, and it was real. So take your time. Be patient. Uh, Have regular meetings and ask questions that will build your relationship slowly and surely over time. The second thing is this. Prepare some questions in advance and share them. Now, We've all had people that are are super talkative that we've done one-on-ones with, and they can handle any question and they can process verbally, and it's great for them. But I work with a team of developers, and not all of them are like that. These are people that are analytical, and they like to calculate their responses, and they're not comfortable just shooting off the cuff an answer to a deep question. So it's really important that you don't ambush them or surprise them. Give them the opportunity to give a thoughtful answer by giving them the questions ahead of time. Whether you use a tool like Uptick or something like Google Sheets or OneNote or Evernote, you should have a place where they can give a thoughtful response. Put yourself in their shoes as a team member. What would you be comfortable answering? Then share the questions with them in advance of the meeting so they can have an opportunity to craft their response, not just blurt it out. Okay, so the first thing we're going to remember is to have regular meetings. The second thing is to prepare some questions in advance and share them. The third thing is move away from statusy questions. Okay, if you're not intentional in your regular meetings, they will devolve into status meetings. Trust me, (laughs) they've happened to me all the time. You get talking about stuff that you can handle via email or Slack or other places, and this isn't what we want. You get into that, I have accomplished this thing on this project, and I'm planning to do this thing next. I mean, it sounds important, right? No, it doesn't. Does it sound exciting? No, it's not the kind of meeting anybody wants to go to. So it's not that status is not important. On the contrary, I would say that without clarifying the work, you'll never get to the meatier stuff anyway. One team that I was leading had come from a a leader who had not been a part of the process for quite some time. And so they had some trust issues. And one of the main reasons they had trust issues is that there were expectations placed on them that were never spoken. So they never knew what 
bar they were supposed to be jumping over and it caused really big trust issues with the team. When I took the team over, I recognized the very first thing I need to do is clarify the work. It was super important that both of us understood exactly what was expected so they could complete the work. Then probably six to eight weeks later, we started having more real relevant conversations about things outside of that. But that came after six to eight weeks when they could trust me. They knew that uh, we were on the same page and now we could have more relevant conversations. So once you've done that, try to put together questions that will elicit deeper conversations. Consider open-ended questions that require some thought and insight, not just yes and no stuff. Um, These are just the tip of the iceberg, but I'm going to give you some examples from different categories. So if you're going to talk about productivity, imagine asking, What one change would make the biggest difference in your productivity? Or what are the biggest bottlenecks or blockers keeping you from being even more productive? Or are there specific ways that I can help you as your manager to be more effective? Any obstacles I can remove? Now, if you're talking about professional development, you could ask, let's look ahead 12 months from now. What would you like to be able to say that you've learned between now and then? Or how do you learn best? And what's the best way for us to support your development? Or what are some strengths that you'd like to bring to the table that are not used in your current role? Now, I'm going to rushing through these questions pretty quickly here, but I'll have a link in the show notes that will take you to 35 questions you can use to have great one-on-ones. And that'll have these questions and many more. You'll want to make sure you download that. If you're going to ask questions about the team, perhaps you could ask questions like, how do you feel about our team's current direction? What are your concerns about as we move forward? Is there anyone on the team that needs something they're not asking? Who on the team has been doing a great job lately? Who do you think doesn't get enough credit? These questions have been gold to me and my team members as we've talked about this because it gives them a chance to highlight the other work that other people are doing or to express concern to me about the way the team is going and giving me some suggestions as how to make it better. And then, of course, in this day and age, you might want to have some mental health questions in there. Now, these require a strong relationship. Questions like, do you feel supported if you're unhappy at work? Why or why not? Or on a five-point scale, five being great, how would you rate your overall well-being levels when you're at work? Or do you have a way to manage your stress effectively while at work? And if so, how? Again, these are difficult questions, and sometimes uh, the relationship won't support it, so don't ask them. But if the relationship does support it, then make sure you're asking these questions because, again, it gives your team member an opportunity to share with you what's on their heart, both professionally and personally, and it develops the kind of trust and relationships that help build great teams. The last thing I'd like to share is this, be patient. I touched on this before, and while most of us would like to deepen the relationships with our teammates, and given a few tools, we can do that, we don't want to get over-anxious. It's an overused cliche, but remember that building your team is more like running a marathon than it is like running a sprint. Now, Some folks will dive right in, they'll tell you their life story, while others, sometimes because they've been burned by previous work relationships, will be more guarded. It's okay. Take the relationship at the pace you're given. Build trust by asking good questions, following up with more good questions than doing whatever you commit to doing. Remember, it's way more important to understand than it is to be understood. And as you do that over time, and as you prove yourself trustworthy with your team, you'll get to the good stuff. That stuff that will build happier, healthier, and more productive teams. Hey, thanks again for tuning into Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at UpTickApp, 
or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting upticktick.com.